Hey, Taco the Towners, just a quick note before we start the show. We've got another podcast crossover happening this week on the show. Last week, I was a guest on the From and Inspired by podcast with Nick Spacek. I joined him as we talked about my favorite movie soundtrack, the soundtrack from Boogie Nights. And Nick is going to be a guest on this episode. Be sure to check out From and Inspired by. It's a great podcast. If you like movies, if you like music, if you like movie music, you will enjoy From and Inspired by. Let's start the show. Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. We're on the road once again on location, recording this week in Lawrence, Kansas, one of my favorite taco towns. We're at another great place to get tacos here in the Midwest. Like I said before, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my synchronized swimming instructor says that it's the right time for me to talk about it. Today, we'll review another great place in Lawrence to get tacos. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town. find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Lucia Beer Garden and Grill, located at 1016 Massachusetts Street, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Downtown Lawrence, we're right here in the middle of it all. What used to be here, you guys were saying it was Fatso's. And not Buffalo Wild Wings. That's next door, which, That's is, a church. which no. is now a church. Okay. I mean, Buffalo Wild Wings was always a church, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia says that Lucia is a gathering space. They wanted to create a place that you could come to drink with friends, listen to good music, watch a game, or have a bite to eat and relax. They have a small kitchen that can pump out some pretty tasty eats. They have over 90 canned and bottled beers in their coolers or on tap. If the weather is right, you can grab a table and enjoy their patio space. Hours are Monday through Thursday, 4 to midnight, Friday 4 to 2 a.m., Saturday 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., Sunday 11 a.m. until 9. Their menu offers a variety of exotic starters, plates, wings, and tacos. It offers beef, jerk chicken, and veggie tacos. They also have a weekday happy hour taco special, and we are here on a Taco Tuesday. And let me tell you guys, it is crazy in here. There are tacos <laughs> flying everywhere. And they also have live music here. Have any of you guys seen music here before? Oh, yeah. I've played here a couple times. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's meet our special taco reviewer guests. 
Our first guest writes about film scores in his monthly OST column for Starburst Magazine and can be found talking about movie soundtracks via the From and Inspired By podcast, which I was just a guest on. Had a great interview with our guest about the Boogie Nights soundtrack. That's going to be an amazing episode. Be sure to check that out. Along with freelancing for print publications such as The Pitch and Lawrence Magazine, he was once a punk, but realized you can't be hardcore and use the word adorable as often as he does. (laughs) He lives in Lawrence with his wife and four cats. Welcome to Taco the Town. Nick Spacek. Thank you for having me. So what did you think of our Boogie Nights episode? I thought it was great. It went weird places, and that's where I want that show to go. It did. It it was a lot about (laughs) me driving around in my van and pretty much basing my entire life off of the Boogie Nights soundtrack. I think it's fine to base your life around like a particular soundtrack. <laughs> I've got plenty. What soundtrack would you base your, have you based your life off of? Uh, I wouldn't say I'd base my life around it, but like Return of the Living Dead. Nice. Okay. Maybe that's Repo Man. Repo Man. All right. Nice. Well, let's meet our second guest. She is, this is her second time here on the podcast on Taco the Town. She's a longtime Lawrence, Kansas musician and artist known for bands like Laguerre, Cowboy Indian Bear, Hospital Ships, and more. She spent the last five years managing a local custom t-shirt shop in downtown Lawrence called Acme. In her free time, she obsesses over true crime mystery podcasts such as Last Podcast on the Left and Sword and Scale, as well as plans and researches episodes for her own podcast, Creep Quest, that went on a 2018 hiatus after only a few episodes, but will be back this summer with all new episodes about world mysteries, true crime, the supernatural, and the macabre. She was a guest on episode 23 of Talk the town the burrito king episode i believe that's the only time we've ever reviewed something with the name burrito in the title Mm. but it was meant to be because burrito king has some delicious tacos she recently designed our awesome new taco the town t-shirts which are going to be going to be all the rage here in a couple weeks once the city gets a hold of those t-shirts i thought you you. liked tacos but tacos on t-shirts it's a whole other level oh yeah that's an extra t it is now is, it, now, is it true that you can scratch and sniff the T-shirts? It depends. If you've recently rubbed a taco on them, you absolutely can. And it'll smell like a taco. Exactly. Okay, cool. That's what I was hoping <laughs> would happen. Welcome back to Taco the Town, Caitlin Conroy. Thank you very much. So I'm glad to hear that your podcast is coming back. Yeah, I, you know, never wanted it to leave. We just, uh, me and my partner, we got real busy and we had all these plans to do so many cool things and we still have them and we've been cultivating more plans and we're going to come back real strong. And our plan initially was to get like a solid 10 episodes done before we really started to promote it very much. We got like four episodes. So we're getting real close to actually advertising for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I've been wanting to pick your brain for a while. Are there any new weird creep quest, true crime stories or supernatural stories, paranormal stories that are fascinating you lately? There sure are. I can name you off a couple little ones. First of all, our very first episode we did was on the murder of uh, Swedish journalist Kim Wall by the Danish inventor Peter Madsen. We're going to go and do an update episode on that in the near future. Um, So there are some very interesting updates on the trial and everything that kind of concluded, if you will, but it's probably not necessarily a conclusion. Very interesting things going on. There are American diplomats diplomats in China that got very, very, very sick all of a sudden last year. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, due to what they believe are microwave attacks, aka kind of sonic terrorism. Is it true that they determined it was just crickets? No, that that was a theory. Okay. It was definitely a theory. It doesn't matter necessarily how many crickets you have. The effects (laughs) were uh, pretty intense. Is that the same thing that happened to the people in Cuba too? Yes. 
And so uh, just the general idea of all these different kind of new ways to, I don't know, put terror in the hearts of everyone who hears the story. That would be uh, pretty cool if it was crickets. It would be. Uh, it, <laughs> It'd I, be more like a horror movie, too. Yeah. It would be. It would not be very well done, though, if that was made. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's a... Uh, it could just be called crickets with crickets. an exclamation point. That would be the movie. <laughs> but then people would be confused because they'd be like, oh, did nobody like this movie? Because yeah. it was so silent right. the whole time. And like, who knows? What movie did you see? Crickets. Crickets. Oh, it, nobody liked it. It was really quiet. <laughs> no, man. It's all crickets. No, it's literally just crickets, dude. <laughs> So we uh, were researching uh, an episode in the past um, about uh, years and years of uh, random severed feet washing up on the shores of Canada. Very interesting story, but we didn't feel like there was enough, pardon the term, meat to really like dig into it. Um, now it turns out that people are finding bags of hands in Siberia. So it seems like so some- we might have a few more limbs to kind of give this story its, its share. So. so somewhere out there, there are people being chopped up and their body part, their hands and feet are landing on different continents. Uh, there are a lot of theories that is definitely one of them. Okay, speaking of Siberia, did you see that the Russian government is like reopening into the Dyatlov Pass incident? No, but that is one of my favorite mysteries ever. And I listened to a very detailed, um, I don't know if it was a podcast really or a program, I kind of forget, but yeah, it is. That's awesome, and it deserves that. That's the Ru- the Russian students, and they were attacked maybe by a Yeti, right? Or something like that? Yeah, it's it's theorized that it could have been like UFO, but most likely it could have been like a nuclear sort of thing. It's really scary. People yeah. had clawed their own eyes out, and people found limbs at the tops of trees. It didn't make any sense. They had like impact injuries that were consistent with like getting hit with like a huge truck. They also had the very common things that you see with alien happenings where their uh, some of their tongues were cut out uh, and their internal organs, some of them Whoa, were missing no uh, surgically, like they do. You see cows up. Some of them were drained of all their blood. And didn't somebody snap a picture? They found a camera roll and they developed it and someone had a picture of some weird figure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely and like some c- weird shadows that people have thought is a... Read a lot into. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, who wouldn't? It's like the one <laughs> bit of literal evidence. But it, it's crazy. Uh that deserves to be re- reopened. I don't know if Russia should be the people that are reopening it, but <laughs> we need to I think get the everyone on this. could do it. And finally, something that I thought was very interesting was uh, NOAA, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They basically did this report last year that they 100% know that someone or some group of people in East Asia somewhere are purposely using these chemicals that were supposed to be banned a few years ago. And they are theorizing maybe purposely like destroying the ozone layer. What? (laughs) Yeah. Right when it got itself fixed. Because the whole reason that they uh, banned these specific chemicals, and there are things that you find like certain aerosols and things like that, was because it was like very well publicized that like these, you can't use these. They're literally going to destroy the earth. And apparently someone in East Asia is pumping massive amounts of this chemical out for no apparent reason. And it is like taking its toll and it's like a crime. Wow. They're creating like an ozone crime. This is stuff that we thought was going to happen in the 90s. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and but now, it's, it's happening here we now. are. Here we are. So those are just some really exciting things that are definitely going to be inspiring some upcoming episodes. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait to listen again. Um, I love having you guys on, on the show a year ago. Fun. So we're here at Lucia. Have you guys ever been here before? What's your history with this place? Have you ever had tacos here? I don't think either of us have ever eaten here for sure. Yeah, the only thing I've ever put 
in myself here is That's large amounts of liquor. <laughs> I know, you know, I started it and I was just like, I'm committing. Did you guys ever come here when it was Fatso's? Yeah, no. I, no. I, uh, no, once, once. I, I uh, play in a goofy cover band and I've played here a handful of times, a couple times when it was Fatso's and then a couple times here. But yeah, it's fun. They, uh, they'd make a big effort to do like different like theme nights. Like they'll do kind of like a different themes of music and there is a lot of really fun things to do. It's a, it's a pretty chill place. Yeah. Every time I come here to like see a show or something, I run into 10 people I never see out at any mm -hmm. other bar. It's like the weirdest. It, the, that's I think my favorite part about this place is like every time I come here, I'm like, oh, I never see you, but you're here. Like, and that's why I like coming here because I know I'm not going to like run into them. It is kind of like a downtown Lawrence bar limbo, not in the sense that it's like terrible or that like you don't, there's never anybody here. But yeah, you kind of do come in here and it's almost like this weird different dimension where you see people maybe that like either I see people that I haven't seen for a lot, like a while or mm. see out like you, but or I'll see people that shouldn't be here who yeah. live in Topeka or <laughs> have something in a Wednesday night and they're just, oh, you yeah, know, we just we came here after and pretty crazy. So what's new in Lawrence these days? Are, are there any new taco joints? What's the word on the street? Well, there was a pretty major taco closing with Tortoise Jalisco. Yeah. Oh, I heard um, about that. Yeah, which was a long, long time favorite here. It is not to me quite as sad <laughs> as the closing of La Familia, which was the love yeah. of my life growing up here. And they closed uh, probably like, what, like six or seven years ago oh, now. and La Perea closed officially. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. La Perea did close. So yeah, we've, you know, it's really sad. We've kind of had some taco deaths here. Yeah. What's the deal with Lawrence and tacos? I mean, Taco Zone's amazing. Maybe is Taco Zone taking all the taco <sighs> business away? I don't know, because even though Taco Zone is very, very popular, I feel like you're like average person walking down the street is probably going to go to like Silito Lindo or something that isn't necessarily Taco yeah. Zone, but I mean, we don't really have yeah. as many, you know, you have your classics that not a lot of people know about, like El Matador is like the, yeah. one of my favorite places in town now, but. The thing is, like some places do seem to like go, like El Mezcal disappeared and then it came back. That's true. We do have like good places that are kind of hidden, like mm -hmm. La Estrella. It's just like a great thing to have like a really good Latin grocery store in uh -huh. town period but like when they started doing food my favorite thing is like you go in there on Saturday mornings and there are like some very obviously hungover dudes yeah. like eating these gigantic bowls of menudo <laughs> and also if you go in there on Saturday mornings and you get there at the right time you will see like on the counter next to the register mm -hmm. two gigantic styrofoam coolers and then if you go over and like open them they are just full of bags of tamales that are still Ooh. hot that's yeah. one of my favorite taco places in town. We reviewed them on the show. That place is great. Oh, they're so good. I want you to tell your story of your favorite guilty pleasure taco place in town, your neighborhood Mexican restaurant here in town that you go to. I wouldn't even say it's a guilty pleasure. I'd say it's just like my favorite place. Like, like my wife and I love Tres Mexicanos because... I was just about to bring that up. Because I was telling him earlier, the reason we really like Tres Mexicanos is the fact that the food's good. I've never had a bad meal there. They're friendly. They've got good, good drink specials. The service is great. But the thing I really love about it is like there's never been like shitty people there. <laughs> Every time we go there, they're just all of the other people eating are also cool. Do you know why? Because they're stoked they're eating at Trace because Trace is like incredible. It's so good. They have lingua on the menu. They do. 
You can get like pozole and menudo on the weekends. The waiters care just enough, but not too much. Yeah. You kind of have to wrangle them sometimes, yep. but like they are legit. And I will agree, uh, Trace is super consistent. I used to go there all the time for chimichanga Mondays because super cheap. Ton yeah. of food. And then that has actually been my go to Taco Tuesday place for a while now. Carnitas. Cool. They're so Carnitas. cheap. Or really you can get good. the plate, the carnitas plate, which is still cheap. I go there, can get like a margarita and a bunch of tacos, and it's like $11. It's crazy. So that's a place we definitely need to review on the show. I would highly oh, recommend it's it. it's amazing. I would yeah. definitely suggest it. I will say that I did cheat a little bit on Trace over the last few weeks because my friend and I were starving, and we were talking about tacos all day at work on a Taco Tuesday, and I saw a little, just like magic, because our phones spy on us and collect every thought that we have, and a little Instagram ad came up. Of, that happened uh, to me today. Yeah, <laughs> on of, of On the Border, which I have never gone to On the Border. I've never been interested in going to On the Border, but it was a all-you-can-eat tacos on Taco Tuesday for yeah. $8.99. Yeah, they have that special right now. Yeah, yeah. bottomless and, um, tacos, yeah. So my buddy and I were like, let's just like figure it out. And we've gone a couple times now. You can choose, it's either beef or chicken, hard or soft taco. And they're pretty solid. Their, their tortillas yeah. are great. Their tortillas are really good. That's kind of what makes it the best. So fried or not, like they're very good. You know, and the rest is like very inoffensive. Yeah. It's good. Yes. It's, it's, not, it's not interesting, but it's good. Especially if yeah. you're hungry for tacos, yes. they just taste like basic tacos. But we, and they also, every time they bring you out a plate, they can bring you only two tacos at a time, but they can bring you rice and beans simultaneously. <laughs> they can only bring every you two plate, at a time? Only two at a time. <laughs> and so, and they try to wear you out and they were using all sorts of mind tricks on us. I knew it. They were like, are you sure you don't want des dessert? Do you want to take a break? Maybe we could get you an appetizer. And then I was like, you're cheating us out of free tacos. <laughs> I knew there was a catch. There is absolutely a catch. And uh, I think we ended up getting like, actually getting five tacos each. And they're pretty, they're big boys. They're like the ones that you would make at home. Right. Like a burrito-sized tortilla. Yeah. <laughs> and this last time we went, I think we almost made it to eight and then immediately wanted to just uh, die. But it was, we were really trying to prove a point. And every time the waitress came over was, she was like, had a check in her hand, just like about to, no, actually, ma'am, can we get two more? <laughs> yeah, I think I would like to try to go for nine just to like <sighs> bring that price point down. And I know that's a terrible idea. Like I don't eat Chinese buffet mm -hmm. anymore because I can't eat the level of food. Like I used to go to like King Buffet like oh, twice yeah. a week oh, when too. they first opened because like so good. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I used to eat like, and I could get like three plates of food in me. And now the idea of doing that makes me like near tears. Yeah. Like I'm like, I, no, no. I'm 90% sure my buddy pocketed his last tacos though, <laughs> because again, I don't think, I think that if you plan it right, order your last two tacos, you know, you're going to have, but maybe not even want to eat. You have to order them and then you have to sit and just kind of pick at them for like 10 minutes. And then if they come, you can ask for a box and they'll be good with it. So that's how you get the extra home tacos for free. I'm so glad that you've experienced this because I was going to go do it. And now that I know they only bring you two out, I want eight on a plate. You know that I want the visual eight on a plate. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I want. You want at least three. Like that's yeah, the that's that the. Yeah, taco triumvirate. Tacos, tacos, I will say tacos, whoever tacos. is going to try it, our final consensus when we actually brought a group of people there, soft chicken, best combo, way to go. Um, yeah, and don't don't buy anything else. Don't buy appetizer or dessert because they're making you spend more money. Because then you get fewer tacos. Absolutely. And you spend more money. Exactly. On the border. We're going to go to on the border. Okay, because I like you as a person. <laughs> 
I remember on the border having good beans. Do they have good beans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. their beans Side are pretty good. Side of beans, yeah. black beans, pinto beans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna do that whole taco test thing. I was gonna do the on ta- bottomless tacos and see. But now that I know it's a it's there a is scam. a very real bottom to those tacos. <laughs> it's you don't want to. So you you often post on your social media. You often post posts of of you saying, "Hey, anybody want to go get tacos?" Yeah. Yeah. Because you are always like maybe like once a week you you yeah go eat tacos or I you tra- are yeah. looking to go eat tacos. I uh, do two things consistently every week. One is attend trivia at my uncle's bar, Conroy's Pub, which is the funnest trivia in the world on Wednesday Agreed. nights. And Nick has come with me a couple times to that. And then the second thing is get tacos on Tuesday nights. And not only is it tacos, but it's like. You get excuses to go hang out with your friends. They're not complaining about they don't have enough money because it's cheap. Right. You know, it's great. Nick, you haven't been on the show before. I want to know what your personal taco history is. Did you grow up a taco eater? Where would you put your taco love on a scale of one to ten? I'd say like my taco love is like a solid nine. Okay. I grew up eating your standard Midwestern hard shell tacos with McCormick's taco seasoning oh, on yeah. ground beef. Old El Paso uh, shells. No, Ortega. Uh, yeah. Old El Paso Ortega shells. What's the, what's the New York City? Pace picante. Pace. <laughs> yeah, no, like with pace and Spanish Gardens taco sauce. Oh yeah. Which mm. is like blew my mind that salsa had chunks in it. Oh yeah. Like I thought that was just for mom and dad until I was like probably like. 13 or 14. That was an adult thing. It's really growing up. Yeah, that's like hitting maturity where mm-hmm. you're just like, oh no, I can I can have texture to my taco sauce. <laughs> Grew up eating those and I probably didn't have anything other than that probably till I moved to Lawrence and then would go various places here in town and like discovered, oh, corn tortillas are a thing. Like yeah. that was when we got fancy at home was when we had the flour tortillas and we yeah. had soft tacos. Then I met my wife and the interesting thing is, is because she grew, like, her aunt, like, married into a Mexican family when my wife was little. So, like, my wife grew up with all of these, like, little abuelitas and stuff around. So, like, she knows how to make tamales and she knows how to make carnitas and yeah. stuff like that. And so, oh, man. Uh, like, we make tamales every year. And the best part about making tamales is that if you make too much meat, then you have leftover meat for tacos. Yeah. Uh, so, this year, we did a combination of pork shoulder and goat. Wow. Sounds so good. (laughs) I would say like that's my top three tacos is like goat tacos or lingua or tacos al pastor. Those would be like my three. A solid three. Two of those are pork. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And you've been needing tacos in here in Lawrence for a while. Oh yeah. Strangely for until we really got taco zone or I discovered that you could get Mexican tacos at Burrito King. Oh, yeah. My favorite place to get tacos was actually in Topeka. Taco Tico? No. No, it's a place <laughs> called Tacos El place. Mexicano, yeah. which okay. is on California Avenue, like right off of 70. And like a buddy of mine, like he was like, if you drive me to Topeka so I can pick up a bike, I will tell you about the taco place I go to. And I'm like, that is a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to sh- have someone sharing their taco knowledge with you. Yeah, like a place where like I know people who go to a place, they went to a place for years and they just refer to it as as secret carnitas. <laughs> like they wouldn't say where it was because they were like, I don't want you people fucking this up for me. Yeah. Like I, mean, I don't want fair. it to get busy. 
Yeah, that's always a, a trick too. Is is having not sharing too with too many people exactly. your secret taco place because yeah, then it could ruin it all for everybody. Yeah, because then everybody starts going there, and then you like you want it to be busy enough that it stays in business, but not so busy that it gets packed or they start to change. Mm-hmm. Right. If you go often and you don't always see like the other people that go often, it probably means it's become so busy that it started driving those like diehard fans away and that's no good right okay so we're at the part of the show called the taco ticker this is checking the taco news stories of the week you guys want to check the taco ticker yeah. with me? Yeah. all right let's do it <laughs> let me know what you guys think about these stories this is a taco ticker story number one a pennsylvania woman gave birth in a taco bell parking lot <laughs> normal A Pennsylvania woman gave birth in a Taco Bell parking lot last week after her newborn daughter just couldn't wait to make it to the hospital. Kelsey Sturm said she began (laughs) driving to the hospital after she woke up with contractions, but baby Maddie just couldn't wait. So Sturm pulled over into a West Mifflin, Pennsylvania Taco Bell parking lot and called 911. The 911 operator told me to find something to tie her cord with, and I had nothing. Oh my gosh, where's this going? (laughs) So I found a cheesy gordita crunch. I guess a cheesy roll up. Okay. <laughs> so I found a ribbon that I had in my car. So Maddie had a shiny silver ribbon tying her cord. She also says, I think that we at least deserve some nachos out of this because that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a Taco Bell representative was not immediately available to confirm whether Sturm might get some nachos out of this. Okay. Yeah. First yeah. of all, I love when people give unborn babies goofy attitudes. Yeah. <laughs> she just couldn't wait. It's like, first of all, your kid does not want to be leaving right now in the comfort of your stomach and whatever. But so cheesy gordita crunches were honestly kind of my guilty pleasure, the thing I liked at Taco Bell. And now I'm going to imagine some mm. fucking umbilical cords. <laughs> Stuffed in there, and I think that just covered, cured me. smothered in afterbirth. Yeah, just smothered in afterbirth. Oh, I wish it's she would have gave birth in the drive-through. Yeah, or, or after she got her food. Also, who goes to Taco Bell and wants nachos out of the deal? Yeah, that's a really that's like the worst thing. That's like one of the worst things they have because yeah. it's just like shitty chips with shitty cheese. Their chips are not good. Yeah. No. Nacho fries, maybe? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they have nacho fries now. Like nacho oh. fries or... Or a gift card. Or maybe like some Baja Blast soda. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I refuse to get anything. I, honestly, 90% of my Taco Bell indulging, indulgence, indulgements lately... Yeah, indulgements. I like that Uh, word. Yeah, Um, which are not very, very often, but I go there and then I just get like three cheesy roll-ups and that's literally just like, I could have spent as much money getting like 20 if I just got tortillas and cheese because that's all it is. (laughs) Right. But that's all I trust anymore. Honestly, though, like if I want something like that, like I will literally drive my ass all the way to Quick Trip Mm -hmm. to get taquitos. Interesting. I have a problem with those. Like, literally driving back. I probably from- have a problem with you, too. <laughs> yeah. I am, like, decimating them two at a time every time I'm getting off 70 on my way back from Kansas City. That the quick trip on 70. stuck in your body this episode. I, I can't even. Why am I going begin. to that? I don't know. That was a very interesting story. Yeah. Well, she should have named her, like, something off the menu. Yeah, at least her what middle name. Named? I mean, Gordita's yeah, pretty. a little chalupa. Chalupa's, pre- you know, it sucks because chalupa is actually a lovely sounding word, yes. and it should not be made fun of. Chalupa, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah or gord- gordito. 
Gordita? Gordito. Gordidet. <laughs> well, Gordita. Gordita would actually be like a really nice, like if you had like a chubby little girl baby, that would actually be like a really nice yeah. like, nickname. Do you think anyone's ever named their kid Gordette? Oh, that sounds horrible. Like that, or Gordana. That, Gordana. Gordette Gordana. makes me feel sad. <laughs> like that, like that, that's a depressing name. What are those like chips that are called Gordellos? Gordados? Oh, uh, gar, gar, Gardettos? Gardettos. 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 Yes. The rye chips. Yeah. That's Delicious. All I buy. Me too. By the way, I looked it up one time. They are significantly unhealthy for you. <laughs> oh, no, I the know. The rye chips are like more than anything else in there. They're like, do not eat more rye chips. And they sell them in bags by yeah. themselves. Oh, in I a bought can- those bags. When they're on sale at Checkers for like <laughs> yeah. a buck a bag, I buy like three and I go like hopping through the aisles. Well, it's the same thing as, I know this isn't taco related, but it's the same thing as when I was a kid, I used to think that I could just get like a box of croutons and they were like crackers. <laughs> Because I thought they were so good. Just, yeah. you know, do you get those garlic cheddar croutons? And man, they're not good for you. <laughs> they are not oh. good for you. Can I just get salad dressing in a bowl of croutons? Oh. A crouton salad. Some, yeah. people, oh. some people just straight up eat sauce, man. All right, here we go. Taco ticker story number two. Taco Bell's founder, his compound he has. Of course he has <laughs> course. a compound. It is returned to the market in Rancho Santa Fe. You can buy it for $6 million. The house that Tacos built is back on the menu. The longtime Rancho Santa Fe home of late Taco Bell founder Glenn Bell. Did you know Taco Bell's founder's last name was Bell? No. Is Taco Bell named after a man? Is Taco yeah, John's what? named after a guy named John? I bet. And if Taco Bell follows the like the Spanish of how you say what's in it before, <laughs> like like that means it's a taco made of him. Right. Is he uh. been feeding us him the whole time? Maybe there's just like a little like one piece of hair. Wonder if well, actually, based on it's entirely possible based on every Taco Bell meal I've had that there has been like one of his ha- hairs is, in every meal I've had. Was he like famous for his tacos? And they're like, oh, there's old Taco Bell. Or yeah, why did he I name it Taco Glens? I don't know. Okay. And it could have been that famous for anything. Nothing there's that good. It's returned to the market. It's down about $1.5 million when it was first listed for sale in 2015. The palm-studded estate encompasses 6.75 acres of grounds and includes two homes, two swimming pools, and a sports court. A sports court? <laughs> Tile work covers the foyer and center island kitchen. The floor plan also holds a billiards room and step-up dining area, a fireplace lounge, and granite-filled bathroom Cynthia's master suite. Probably a huge bathroom. <laughs> if it's well, anything it like says, Taco Bell, am I right? Like industrial right. <laughs> plumbing. Space. Probably one of those bathrooms that has a phone next to the toilet uh-huh. so he could do business. <laughs> or call the cops call the or call the ambulance. <laughs> Well, it says here it was a smaller home built in 1980, so it's not a mansion mansion. He has since passed on. He's not with us oh. anymore. Ooh, all right. Uh, he died in 2010 at age 86. He pioneered Mexican fast food in the 50s and early 60s. He opened two chains. Two chains. He opened <laughs> chains called Taco Tia and El Taco before huh. founding Taco Bell in 1962. He sold the chain to PepsiCo 14 years later for $125 million. Wow. So he did was a taco pioneer. Did you catch that in there? It said the house that Tacos built. Is that like a reference to the house that Jack built? <laughs> I'm sure. Like the idea Some of weird the- Lars von Trier reference in that story. I'm just thinking of like the house, like a house made out of tacos yeah, now. Yeah. I'm also thinking of a very like 
like a Edgar Allan Poe story about a house that's walls are just filled with the ghosts of all the tacos that this guy is like shamed. Yeah, no, it's actually if he ate yeah. a lot of tacos, it's probably filled with like the the couch is more likely to be filled with mm-hmm. the ghost of his tacos. If you know what I mean. <laughs> fart Was jokes. that a fart joke? <laughs> are farts really? Are farts just ghosts of food? Yeah. Yeah. Food also, uh, one more thing that has nothing to do with the actual point of that story, <laughs> but saying something like sports court is saying like food room for the kitchen. <laughs> sports court. It was probably a racquetball court. If somebody Tennis ever court. invites you to go to their sports court, they're going to kill you. They're going to also take you to their yeah. murder room or possibly my... their sex dungeon. Yeah, we did an episode on Creed In Quest reverse. about how to avoid uh, being murdered by a serial killer, and that is definitely some advice that I would give. They say words like sports court. Don't go. <laughs> I bet there are a lot of statues on the property of like golden tacos or like mm-hmm. golden burritos. Mm-hmm. The chihuahua. Yeah, the, the Taco Bell chihuahua. Also, is this dude like real white? Oh, yeah. Do we know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, sucks that he had to be the pioneer of Mexican fast Glenn, food so, yeah. and created yeah. a restaurant That's, called El Taco for the very first of a long string. The story is, is that he had a hamburger place mm. and across the street someone had a, a taco stand. This is in Southern California. He was like, wonder what they're doing over there. They're busy. And all these people were like, I mean, the what taco stand was so busy. He went over there and was like, I'm going to steal your recipe or yeah. something. And then he started serving tacos yeah. at the burger place. Southern California. It was probably some yeah. like lovely, actual Mexican people that were yeah. creating delicious tacos. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this, but shittier and whiter. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly. what he did. Although like uh, my, my dad knew a guy who owned like seven Taco Bells. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And evidently Taco Bells were like, in terms of fast food, that was your best return on an investment because your ingredients are like that Jim Gaffigan bit. It's a tortilla with meat, beans, and cheese. Yeah. Like, like that's everything. <laughs> but because of that, like you need a smaller kitchen, and so you need a smaller footprint for the actual store. Sure. So, like, evidently, he had seven of them, sold six of them, took all of the employees that needed, like, like the ones that were like pregnant or like had health issues and stuff and just moved Made them, them. Into tacos? No, he moved them to that one store so that he could take care of them until they were all good. And then the real trick was he sold all of them. He sold all of his franchises, but he still owned the buildings and the land they sat on. Wow. So he was pulling rent. That's what Ray Kroc did, isn't that what Ray Kroc did with McDonald's? Yeah. When he became a multi-trillionaire as he owned the land. On the... Sounds like a croc. Yeah, what a, what a croc. Okay, I've got one more taco ticker story. Caitlin, you're going to like this one. This Ooh. one might be a creep quest <gasps> story. <laughs> and tacos aren't necessarily involved, but I've got some taco questions after the story's okay. over. Last week... A man running on a trail in Horsetooth Mountain Park in Colorado suffocated a mountain lion to death with his bare hands (laughs) as it attacked him. If you were starving and you were walking on a trail and there was a plate of tacos between you and a mountain lion, (laughs) would you have the strength to choke out the mountain lion with your bare hands before he ate your tacos? I would probably prefer uh, like maybe playing psychological games with mountain lion. I don't know that I would like be so physical, but I think I might succeed in like uh, tricking uh, the mountain lion to maybe like let me have the tacos or maybe give him just enough taco 
that he kind of like starts choking on it. That sounds pretty dark, <laughs> but like yeah. I would try to be a little sneakier or mischievous with the way that I would get the tacos. But I don't think I would ever have the physical strength to even choke out a small deer, let alone a mountain lion. Would something ever make you want to choke out a small deer? I mean, everything makes me want to <laughs> choke out a small deer. <laughs> That's why I do creep quests. I think I would channel all the frustration I have because, as you mentioned, we have four cats. I love three of them. One of them (laughs) is a very hard-to-love cat, and she is dying, we hope. Oh, That sounds really dark. It sounds really dark, but she is the cat that I come home, and she's sleeping, and she's very still, and I'm just like, tap her paw. I might be able to choke that out. She, like, raises up her head, and it's just like, just checking to see you're alive. Whew. Damn it. And just like (laughs) uh, actual things that happen in my house when no one else is home. I think I could channel like the frustration in her constantly yakking up hairballs and pooping places she's not supposed to poop up to and including our bed a month ago. (laughs) This cat's got to go. Depending on that or alternately, we have four cats. So I could also use the methods that I use for like distracting those cats while I'm trying to get to my food when they want to get to their food. But is Although in this case the food would be me. But is what were you just but, but is what you were just saying like the equivalent of when you're starving to death and you see a human and they look like a chicken wing but except like you saw your cat and you you saw you saw the mountain lion and you didn't know if you killed it unless you visualized it as your cat you hate? Yeah. Oh, right. what if this is what happened? What if the mountain lion saw the guy and thought he was tacos? Like in your scenario. Are you tacos? And then, <laughs> and then he just attacked the guy thinking he was tacos and he thought he was eating tacos. And then all of a sudden the guy chokes him out. How does a mountain lion learn what tacos are? Because I thought like Colorado was like all about burritos. You're right. Chipotle, yeah. I mean, I think you're being very unfair to the mountain lion's palate and the things that they may or may not have enjoyed in their lives. No, no, I'm not saying that it's unlikely. I'm just curious as to how a mountain lion becomes familiar with tacos. Maybe there was a Taco Bell on the highway and the mountain lion saw Mm -hmm. was like, hmm, what's this? And he walked up to the dumpster and there were some old tacos in there. I don't remember if I told this story the last time I was on, but there was a time where I got dropped off after being pretty drunk and we had gone through a Taco Bell um, drive-thru on the way home and I had a burrito and I had like a again like a cheesy roll up and I was walking into the house I ate the cheesy roll up starting the burrito literally took a bite out of it and was like this is gross and just threw it in my outside trash can and the next morning I got up in the morning to go to work and there was a squirrel sitting on the porch just with a giant burrito just holding it in its arms looked just staring at me while I was eating it and I'm pretty sure that that was the last day the squirrel lived that's awesome. Did you get a picture of that? A mental picture that is very strong, <laughs> Man, for sure. That's awesome. So is it up there with Pizza Rat? Yeah. He was Pizza the- Rat's a hoax. Pizza Rat didn't happen. Just like Shower Rat. There was another Shower Rat sort of situation where yeah. was all uh, set up. it was like, oh, the, sh- the rat's taking a shower. And it had like <laughs> a terrible like mental disease or something <laughs> where it was like having seizures or something. I don't know. I mean, I know a rat drug a piece of pizza down the stairs, but... Think of all the cool stuff rats do that we don't see, and I don't think you'd be very impressed by that. Yeah, like uh, in the Muppets, the rats work at that uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. They yeah. work in the diner and they like surf on the butter on the skillet oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think the man who choked out that mountain lion was powered by tacos? Oh, indubitably. Do- yeah. I mean, something. If. Or do you think it, he was a superhuman? Or taco for bath salts? <laughs> or crystal meth? Maybe they were bath salts. Or PCP? Salt tacos. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you think a more humane way to kill the mountain lion would have been to throw a taco like a Chinese throwing star mm. and lodging it in the mountain lion's neck? I thought you were going to go for throwing a taco over a cliff and <laughs> the cat jump after the taco. That that could happen too. I mean, if the if in our scenario, the mountain lion knew what tacos were. I think the most humane way to defeat the mountain lion would be to take a small piece of taco put just a little bit of, I don't know, cyanide <laughs> something and, you know, yeah. just kind of, or, or let's just say like a heavy dose of morphine or something. Yeah. Just kind of let the mountain lion go to sleep while you excitedly ear tacos. Yeah. I think we got a lot accomplished here, guys. Thanks yeah. for checking the yeah. taco ticker yeah, with me. Yeah, Appreciate it. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. Hey folks, Dave from Taco the Town here. Let me tell you a little bit about Lotus Pool Records. Did you know that Lotus Pool wants to be your record label? They have a treasure trove of countless euphoric epiphanies awaiting your discovery. An eclectic collection of magically beautiful music that is not afraid to challenge you as much as it wants to earn your respect. Its artists work incessantly to produce perfect albums. Albums that want to be your best kept secret. Sample the entire Lotus Pool catalog for free at lotuspool.com. Enjoy Voice of Action's self-titled dish of sexy rock. Poster children's critically acclaimed political sledgehammer, Grand Bargain. Chris Cardwell's deeply sincere debut, Burning Heart. The siren song seduction of Heidi Lynn Gluck's Pony Show. And the brilliantly remastered re-releases of Zoom's Helium Octopede, produced by Greg Sage of The Wipers, and Rockin' in Rio, now available on 8-Track. Once you've discovered the magic of Lotus Pool music, please share it with your friends. Some secrets are too good to keep. Check them out today at lotuspool.com. All right, this is the time of the show called Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, oh, the place I love. This is where we discuss Kansas City topics. I've got a Kansas City cup here with a lot of Kansas City topics in it. I'll let you guys pull some topics and we'll discuss. Okay. I got Union Station. Oh, Union Station. Yeah. That's cool. Do you like Union Station? I do. I have a lot of weird uh, Union Station experiences. Really? I mean, I don't even know if it's really weird. Well, w one isn't. I used to go a lot of the time to Science City. Is that Union yeah. Station? That yeah. was one of the, yeah. yeah. That was super fun. I liked that a lot. I like to go walk around in there. I mean, that's not that interesting. I did have someone propose to me when I was very young in that fancy restaurant in Union Station. Oh my. When I was like 18. Ooh. Just and it you was, two or his family or? No, just me and him. Oh. And he, we got was a- Was he also uh, 18? Yeah. No, <laughs> he was like 48, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, or he was like, he was like 19 or something. But uh, yeah, it was a real, we were in a real bad place and it was not the time to be doing that <laughs> or the age, but uh, we- Was it he was, a train conductor? <laughs> God, I probably would have said yes if he was. Because then you knew he'd be gone for a while. Exactly. And that would solve the problems that exactly. you're going through. But it was the only time I ever got to go and like have one of those things where it's like a prepaid like $60 four-course meal mm -hmm. with a bottle of champagne Ooh, yeah. sort of deal. And I thought that was real that, cool. That's Pierpont's, right? Is that yeah, the restaurant? Pierpont's. Yeah, Pierpont's. Yeah, so that's that's a weird thing there, but I, I love Union Station. It's beautiful. I've done a lot of just like random being in there. Oh, I bought a vocal pedal once there from someone who I thought was going to kill me because he kept telling me to meet him in Union Station and there were a bunch of people there and he was like, I'm here. And he's like, no, I'm over here. No, I'm right by here. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get murdered. So that that's was fun. from out of a movie. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like steadily luring you into darker, less populated corners. Yeah, I'm also pretty sure that I decided it was a really good idea to like 
smoke a fat joint before going there. <laughs> and uh, that was the worst. And that, so that might have been 99% of the paranoia, but it was a weird, weird situation. That's like something out of an early 90s, like Robert De Niro movie. And yeah. that involves like a sniper or, or something. Or it's like a, yeah, it's like a, what is that? Like cell phone or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. call Cellular. Cellular. Yeah. Yeah. Where he calls me and he's, yeah. Doesn't Union Station have a laser light show you can go to? Like they a planetarium? I did I've go. never been. I, I used go. to go to that with my dad. I, I think unfortunately I saw like, not unfortunately, but I don't really like Christmas and I saw like the Beatles Christmas uh, one or something, which wasn't bad. But uh, yeah, I love that. I love laying back in the seat and it's like pitch black and there are cool laser light shows. Oh, I want to go to one of those. I've seen Laser Abbey Road. Beatles and lasers. I know, but I think I would much rather see, like, I want to see, like, Laser Floyd. I feel like that... For sure. That's, that is the thing. I went to a really awesome Pink Floyd laser light show at the Midland nice. Theater in, like, 1992, and people were smoking inside the Midland That's when theater. you could still smoke inside. And... It, it was when the Midland, like, wasn't, like, nobody did shows there. It was almost, like, run down. Like, it was totally run down. And, oh, yeah. and like, people were smoking cigarettes and, and other things. And the people would come on the overhead and be like, please extinguish <laughs> your cigarettes. And people would be like, fuck you. <laughs> Start the show. And then the, it was all, it was, uh, it was like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd laser light show. And it was awesome. What's the One most the inappropriate laser light show you could think to do? Like what would not translate to a laser light show? Michael Buble. <laughs> Michael Buble? Okay. God, I was thinking much darker. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good answer. Music wise? No, anything. I mean, really anything. I was thinking more just like, are laser light shows literally just lasers and music? Is that the whole point of them? Yeah. So they don't tell stories or? No, it, it's very simple. It's like, the Pink Floyd one had like hammers. It was like yeah. this on the wall and it would have oh, a wall okay. and it was like the same five figures over okay. and over again. When I was in elementary school, there was a Michael Jackson impersonator that would go around and perform at all the elementary Whoa. schools and he had that's, a laser that's light that's show. Dark. The worst of, idea. <laughs> speaking oh, of dark, man. in retrospect, yeah. Oh. And, uh. and the teachers, this is just so weird about the 80s, the teachers, or maybe it was because I was a child, but the teachers would just make you believe that it was really Michael Jackson. <laughs> and, and they'd be like, we're going to, someone special's coming to the school today. And all the kids would be like, I think it's Michael Jackson. <laughs> and they'd be like, it's really him. And then that they all. That seems they, weird. Yeah, wrong. And they put us in the gymnasium. And then you're kind of far away. So it, you can't really tell that it's really not him. Did yeah. you know anybody who went to the Michael Jackson concert at Arrowhead? Oh, what was it called? The, um. I can't remember. Where, was it the Jackson 5? No, no, no. It was like Michael Jackson, like, solo. No. I mean, I've heard stories. I of, went, when I was in, let's see, it would have been second grade. There was a girl in my class who went to that. Wow. It's called then, the Victory Tour. Yes, that yeah. was the Victory Tour. The next day, because she came to school in the Michael Jackson concert tour t-shirt. Yeah. Literally, at the start of the day, my teacher just got on top of that shit and was just like, all right, Michaela is now going to tell us all about the concert last night because she knew, like, otherwise nothing was going nothing to get done get that done. day because it's a bunch of second graders and it's Michael Jackson. Yeah. And it's, like, 1987. So Michaela got up and told, basically went through, like, the entire set list. It was seriously, like, 20 or 30 yeah. minutes of just a kid standing, like, a seven-year-old telling yeah. a story. And you, you've heard seven-year-olds tell stories. Oh, like, yeah. 
They do not go in chronological order, but that's probably the best concert review I've ever had because I like, <laughs> like, there's no way to experience that because it's a small town in Kansas. The fact that one of us went was amazing. Through the like, eyes of a child. Is that what made you want to become a music journalist? Uh, <laughs> that is what makes me. It's, no, uh, I think you're just realizing that. Oh my is. god, that would be. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I can my do whole a way life has been job. a lie. Uh, <laughs> now I just want to do a review in the style of a seven-year-old standing up in front of a second-grade class. And a good stand-up. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Do you yeah. have any Union Station stories, Nick? All my Union Station stories. I've been to Science City. Oh, we went to the uh, when they did like the those plastinated bodies. Oh, bodies cool. we took We took my. Oh, I wish I would have gone to that. We. Uh, those are real we, body parts, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, if you think about it, of Chinese prisoners who were murdered. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it was people who wanted to donate their body to science. Who all happened to be Chinese. I, I don't know. Yeah. We took our kid there for his birthday. We we're like, hey, do you want to go to Science City? So we went to Science City, and then after that, we went to like the bodies exhibit. <laughs> And that's a weird thing to take your kid to, but yeah. like he seemed like he his friend was just like this is fine. I was like, <laughs> you're the most boring teenage boy ever. Like yeah. we're wandering around, we're going, this is great, this is weird as shit. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like all my Union Station stories like involve parking in the parking garage and then walking over to Crown Center. Yeah, I've walked through it probably way more than I've actually gone there to be there. Yeah. There was a Ghost Adventures. They did an episode there. Oh, did they? And they stayed there because they heard it was haunted, which uh -huh. is kind of BS. Yeah, I haven't heard it was heard all it's based on the Union Station Massacre. Yeah. Which the bullet holes are still yeah, in that's the cool. That's cool. That yeah. is cool. I always go up and touch the bullet holes. Do you pretend that you were the bullets? Yeah. <laughs> I close my eyes. But yeah, it, they didn't find anything. I mean, no. it was in, I guess there's a... Do they ever? There's an attic. Yeah, it's all... I love ghosts. And do they ever find anything? No. Well, they always trip over something. Go, what was that? <laughs> and then it goes to commercial break. This is like the dumbest sketch ever, but I still think it's the funniest one ever. SNL did a sketch when Hugh Laurie hosted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like a ghost uh, hunters and uh, they're sitting there in a room and basically Hugh Laurie farts and they <laughs> keep replaying the tape because they think it's a ghost saying something and he's trying to like brush it off like nothing happened and they have like heat sensors and they're like, look at it, look at it. It's phenomenal. Oh, that's when they have the, uh, the night vision. On. <laughs> the night vision. Yeah. What did you pull out of the KC Cup? Colleges Nick? around Kansas City. Colleges around Kansas City. I mean, we're in a college town. Uh, we're in Lawrence. This is a great college near the Kansas yep. City area. Mm -hmm. Did you guys ever consider going to another college? I didn't consider, but um, I didn't consider going to any college. <laughs> uh, I went to I went to KU for three years, and then told my parents like I was like, oh, I'm gonna take some time off, uh, which. Can't, that announcement came like a week before I got a thing in the mail where KU was like, hey, based on last semester, you're going to need to go somewhere else for a little bit and get your grades back up. Whoa. My parents. They do that? I hope they're, I hope they're not, they don't listen to this podcast because that will be the way they find out because <laughs> um, they still don't know. That's all right. But my mom was like, oh yeah, you should, you should probably just like go like stay in school. And so I went to KCKCC for like a okay. year and a half. Cool. Which is really weird because I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, it wasn't that long. I was like, no, you took three semesters of community college. I grew up here and therefore in close proximity to KU. Um, I didn't go to college in high school. I was like, I'm going to join bands and tour forever. And so that's what I attempted to do. Um, 
but I've done a lot of things around the co- different colleges. Like, I mean, I've there are a bunch of weird ones that I don't remember the names of, like little guys in. Uh, I want to. I th- here's the thing. I've grown up here my whole life, and I've been to Kansas City a thousand times, and I still do not know the layout of Kansas City. Really? At all? I haven't spent enough time there, you know, long enough to do that. So I, every time I try to think of like a neighborhood or something other than the very obvious, like Westport, Crossroads, Midtown, blah blah, blah I don't know. But yeah, you know, I used to go to colleges for folks who I knew or friends knew that were like, we're in a recording program and you're going to come record you for free or like go and, you know, to different like theater things at JCCC. My Mm. mom went to JCCC for a while. Actually, that's fun. She used to take me to college with her. My uncle did too. He was a history major at KU and he used to take me into his seminars and I could like draw and listen to it. And so I did go to college. You did? You audited I went to college. I beat the system. I didn't pay a dime. You just went and audited classes. That's brilliant. Like at a very young age. Didn't you play a gig out in Manhattan? I sure did. I sure did. How was did. that? It was oh, great. How were the K-State folks out it there? It was awesome. Oh, it was nice. awesome. I've uh, I played in Truman in Missouri. Cool. I played at a couple colleges. Oh, yeah. All right. We've got our tacos. Uh, what oh, do you goodness. say we uh, put good. the tacos to the test, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so our tacos are here. We each got all crunchy. I expected them to be soft shell. Could we have gotten soft shell? I don't know. I wonder if they offer that. So they have beef tacos, seasoned ground beef with lettuce, house-made salsa, shredded cheddar cheese. They have jerk chicken, which is pulled jerk chicken and their house island slaw, queso fresco, cilantro, and avocado lime crema. And they also have a veggie taco, which is black bean, avocado, mango salsa, dressed just like their chicken tacos. What do you guys think so far? What are you having? So I took a couple of bites of the beef taco. It's good. It's really simple. I definitely don't think that they're like, to maybe answer, like ponder upon the question that you asked about the taco shells. I want to say that they probably think the taco shell is the least important part of the taco here. Yeah. Not necessarily a criticism, but it definitely seems like they're focused on the innards of the taco. Like I said, the beef is, it's good. It's, it's simple. It's good. Yeah, that's why I expected them to have a soft shell. I don't know why, but just the way the the vibe I got. I got a soft shell vibe from this Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. Well, like kind of based on like the way they're like jam packed because I'm I'm eating one of the jerk chicken ones and it's really good. Like the slaw a lot and like the chicken is pretty damn tasty. But this is going to be a disaster after I hit the halfway mark. Uh (laughs) That's always my problem with like hard shell tacos is that like I know I'm going to hit the point where like the shell's going to crack and then just like everything is danger zone. Yeah. The island slaw and the is it cotilla cheese Mm -hmm. are stellar combination. Really, really like it. I like any taco that has like um, some sort of cooling aspect to it, whether it be some sort of like a guacamole. But I really, really like the the slaw. Slaws kind of wins me over any time. Are you yep. having the veggie? I, I took a little bite of each right now. I think the veggie is my favorite so far. It does. It has the same kind of aspects as the jerk chicken, and the jerk chicken is good. But something about like the beans and the veggie make it kind of meatier almost. Okay. So this is probably the veggie, right? Is this the veggie? Uh huh. Yeah. Let me try this. Looks good. I legit would like get a like a side of the slaw just like topped with like maybe a couple slices of avocado and the yeah. cheese and some of that mango salsa. Yeah. That slaw would be awesome on a mm-hmm. burger. I have to say that um I definitely don't dislike beans at all, but I've never really had beans on a taco that I genuinely enjoyed. Mhm. And I just really like these black beans in here. Very yeah. good. Very good. Oh, and there's a little jalapeno on here. So there's a little bit of a heat 
little heat. I'm not usually a fan of veggie tacos, but that's a very good veggie taco. Mm-hmm. That's like actually, it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. It is. I like the idea of putting the avocado in there as like a way to like make it seem like more proteiny. Mm-hmm. It's got a is, little kick. I like that kick. Me too. Is there a reason that cotilla cheese isn't more popular on other things? I don't know. It's a good question. It's like if ricotta had flavor, and I like that, and it's like less gooey than ricotta. What are your thoughts on the salsa they put on the um, beef? It's a little sweet. Is it? Yeah. I like that it's sweet. It doesn't have like, to me, it's less that it's sweet and more that there's not enough other flavors in it other than just kind of the sweet tomato. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, like kind of like the tacos that you were talking about that you kind of grew up in an American household eating without much actual influence. Like this um, is like a very fancy version of one of those. This is a very yeah, the beef taco here is a very American taco for sure. Their beef taco tastes just like the kind you make at home mm-hmm. when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Honestly, their beef taco, taco here isn't um, super crazy different from the beef taco at Burrito King if you were to just like pour some salsa mm-hmm. on it. And that's not a bad thing. It's just... I think I like the shell it's less at, at Burrito King better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Burrito King's got those greasy shells. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, where you like open it up and there's like the grease swimming at the bottom of your <laughs> aluminum a good foil. One. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you know you got a good one. All right, so the beef, tasty, but very suburban taco, bar mm-hmm. taco. Vegetarian taco, super delicious. And then um, has everyone tasted the chicken? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the chicken. Um, the flavoring on the chicken's really good. Again, it's like, it's not necessarily subtle, but it also doesn't like take over the taco. Yeah. I was going to say it's almost too much, mm-hmm. but I think the slaw really like tones it down, mm-hmm. which I, yeah, I think that's the thing I'm coming away from this is that I'm just like, this slaw is really good. Can- I nearly scoffed when um they laid down silverware with the tacos because I was like, I don't know why you would ever need silverware tacos. And I'm sitting here eating the pieces of fallen taco with my hands. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm realizing that I'm just a monster. Here's some silverware. If Thank you. Need you. Yeah, the chicken is uh, interesting. I still like that veggie, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the chicken doesn't um, have jalapeno in it, does it? No. I don't think so. I think it's just got jerk spice. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So mm-hmm. they have wings here. Do you guys ever eat chicken wings? Hot yeah. wings? Mm-hmm. Their menu is very Jamaican. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of Jamaican flavor. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a Mexican vibe with any of these tacos, but again, I don't know that yeah. that's what they're going for. Uh-uh, you're right. And I don't mind it. Like, it is very good. I don't usually eat Jamaican tacos. That slaw is mm-hmm. really Who addictive. Who knew you could get Jamaican tacos in Lawrence? Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Um, is there so is there anything you would you would change? What'd you like the most? I'll tell you what, what are your some ha- some like pulled pork on one of those boys. Yeah. That would be if you're gonna go not traditional Mexican taco, really go for it. And I mean, with that mango coleslaw, whether it be like pulled pork or even like shrimp, like jerk yeah. shrimp, whew, that'd be good. I kinda honestly, if I were gonna come here again, I think I would probably just get the veggie tacos. Mm-hmm. I agree. Actually, just like a bowl of, like, I wouldn't even need it as a taco, like a bowl of, like, just like black beans Mm -hmm. topped with, like, the slaw and then some avocado and then that, like, mango salsa. They were very light. They're very light. Yeah. I kind of snorched them down and, uh, there, I don't feel like I've made a terrible mistake, which is just, I try to hold on to that whenever I feel that in my life, (laughs) that I haven't made a terrible mistake. I try to really reward myself for that. It's great. Um, we do a rating of five golden tacos being the best. What would you rate the tacos here at Lucia? How Nick, many you want to go first tacos? on this one? I would say like two and a half on the beef taco. It's just like an 
average ground beef taco. Like, I mean, it's neither great nor terrible. It it's definitely reminds me of stuff I ate as a kid. I'd say like probably three, three and a half for the chicken one. Like, I like the chicken. Like, I like the texture and like how it's made and everything. But I don't necessarily know about like the jerk mm -hmm. seasoning. Like, it's almost a little too much. Mm -hmm. But like that slaw, like that really, yeah. but no, I'd say like, honestly, like the black bean one, like that's a, like a solid four verging on like four and a half. Yeah. But yeah. definitely like a solid four. That's a, I did not think that the veggie taco was going to be my favorite. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the beans are good. Those like beans and that jalapeno. The beans and the jalapeno and like the avocado like gives it richness. So mm -hmm. it's, it keeps the beans because the beans aren't like soupy or anything. And no. they're not, they're just straight black beans. They're kind of like pasty in a good way. Mm -hmm. kind of It's almost like a delicious paste. And then that salsa like on top and that crema mm -hmm. is really nice. Mm -hmm. That is, I will probably come back here for those. Yeah. I consider myself a bit of a more harsh critic with tacos because I feel like if I'm searching my taco memory, I'd have some like six out of five golden tacos in my head somewhere in there. Um, so I would say beef or two, jerk chicken is like two and a half and that veggie's like three and a half. Cause again, the jerk chicken wasn't, none of them were bad, but like the beef taco was just a straight up beef taco. Yeah. I could make that beef taco. Yeah. And I'm not a bad cook, but I'm not amazing cook. Jerk chicken, they did a smart thing by having all the other goodness on it. The jerk yeah. chicken is good as well, but like the other thing is what really makes it that. But man, that veggie taco is great. And I feel like it was the most filling out of the three tacos. Yeah. And that little bit of the crema, the cotilla cheese, and those little tiny bits of the jalapeno in there, great. I'm just gonna give an overall score. I would say 3.9 out of five golden tacos, but yeah, the, the veggie taco was my favorite veggie taco I think I've had. Mm -hmm. And I would come back for that for mm -hmm. sure, and the chicken. But yeah, the beef needed a little something something. Yeah. Yeah. To pump it up. Um, it was tasty though, the, the meat was good. Not so sure, I mean, that salsa was okay. But I would like to see an option with the tortillas too, with the soft shell tacos yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I who knows, I might not have, you might be able to order those, but I just didn't see it on the menu, so. I, I worry, honestly, if they were soft shells and I got like those veggie tacos, I would destroy them so fast. <laughs> yeah. I would get more, mm -hmm. like that's my fear. Like, I think that's why I don't feel stuffed because like you have to go a little bit more slowly and carefully when you're eating hard shells. That's true. Like you can't just destroy. Right. How do you all feel about the um, the ways tacos are presented? So like the, the silver tray here that we have. I like these taco stands. Mm -hmm. These, uh, mm -hmm. what are these called? Is this a taco stand? I think yeah. it would be called yeah, a taco I like stand. It. I yeah. like it when they're all propped up like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think it's very nice, especially when someone tends to overstuff tacos yeah. to really give you that amount of space. Although, you know, smashing them together is kind of traditional. Yeah. Well, we enjoyed the tacos here, but there are some people that have had some bad experiences here. This is the part of the show called Bad Reviews Read in a Funny Voice. <laughs> bad Reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. So you guys are going to read some of these bad reviews. There's not not that many bad reviews, actually, of Lucia. There are some, so it was hard to find these. I had to search high and low, so there's very good reviews of this place. I have a couple bad reviews here. I'll let you guys pick which one you'd like to do. Okay, cool. There's just three of them. So. Oh, okay. Billa says, showed up and it took four server requests just to get a table cleaned. Waitstaff had no idea any kind of booze they had. Told Margarita was quote-unquote housemaid. Sent the first one back. Second one was the same cheap mix. 
Then she says the kitchen is backed up and they're not taking orders for 20 minutes. Left soon after. I always want to give LFK restaurants a break, but come on! One star. Oh, come on. Hey, Bill, why don't you get your shit together and realize that if you go to a restaurant, not everything is going to go your way, buddy, and to bring a little bit of patience with you. God, what a dick. He sounds whiny. He does sound whiny. And I will say, when somebody gives a review and... They are a a bad review specifically, and they're commenting on like 15 different things going on when genuinely they're only actually pissed off about one thing. Fuck those dudes. Like he didn't, like, I bet you none of that. He was pissed off because the the margarita didn't, he didn't like the taste of the margarita. And so everything else then was a disaster. Everything else has to be bad because otherwise he just looks like a dick complaining about a margarita. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Bill, uh, not every margarita you're going to taste in this town or in the world is going to be up to your standards. But like, if you choose to go to a place, that's kind of something that you're taking in. Also, if you got a bad margarita, it's probably just a bad margarita. Don't order another one. They're just going to bring you the same. Of course, they're going to bring you the same margarita. the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, and whether they're telling the truth or if it's a housemate or not, like you're getting the same margarita. They honestly probably went back to the kitchen and was like, you guys, this guy's a dick and brought you back out the exact same margarita. <laughs> In a new glass. In a new glass. So shove it, Bill. Oh, Bill. And he's blaming all, he says all Lawrence restaurants are, are, are problems. I just, I just want to give LFK restaurants such a good star. Ugh, you said LFK. Bill, what are yeah. you? He's, you know, this man is like in his 60s, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he probably doesn't even know what the F stands for in LFK. Lawrence Friendly, Kansas. <laughs> That's what all the dumb people here who don't want to admit to the truth. Have you seen the, have you seen the shirts that's FLK Friendly, Lawrence, Kansas? Um, you mean uh, the ones that are in the Christian bookstore downtown? Yeah. Of course I have. You mean you didn't make those at Acme? I sure didn't. <laughs> Oh, but I've been making some rough t-shirts at Acme lately. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, what's the weirdest or most awkward t-shirt you've had to make? Uh, We got some QAnon stuff. I don't know if anybody is aware of what QAnon (laughs) is. Uh, Do you want to explain any bit about QAnon? It's it's basically... I can't. It um, took like an entire like hour-long episode of Reply All to like make the barest bit of sense of it. In a very, very, very general terms, QAnon is like conservatives conspiracy theory um, about kind of like a very very conservative version of like anonymous almost and it's total bullshit and it's totally made up yet the president has had meetings with the supposed QAnon leader as fact um, so are, they, are these the people that think Avril Lavigne is not Avril Lavigne no those people no. are fun these oh, people no. are crazy they think essentially that everything Trump is doing is this brilliant shell game and that there is literally a conspiracy in the media to lie constantly and tear him down as a human. And that he says things and does things that are like eventually he's going to say the one thing that will let everybody know that it's their time to rise up and take over the country. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Fucking, like that's one of the reasons, like that was one of the crazy things that Roseanne Barr got into. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a, yeah. It was, you know, just a very. I can't wait to see those t-shirt designs. Oh, it's a lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of crosses, a lot of, you know, uh, what's that one dude? Alex Jones sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. My favorite terrible t-shirt I've seen was there's a guy who came into work and I don't like him anyway, but he came in one day and he had a t-shirt on that just said white heterosexual gun owning Christian man. Yeah. Any questions? I just took one look at <laughs> so it. So many questions. I was just like, no, actually, you've answered all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Do I want to talk to you? Yeah. No. Do I think you're a dick? Much more now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, there was a good one. It was something like, I don't remember. What, somebody got a birthday present for a friend like years ago, and it was a really graphic image of uh, Jesus crucified, like very graphic <laughs> image. And this was a very serious shirt. It was not a joke. And it was just like, happy birthday, insert name here. Like, you finally made it. And it was her 33rd birthday, which was the birthday that Jesus apparently was crucified <laughs> on. <laughs> the age he was crucified. And it was dark. It was dark and it was a very serious present. And it was a wow. uh, you're doing the Lord's work there at Acme. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. yeah. What bad review are you going to read, Nick? So this is Clark C. He says, They basically eliminated the Caribbean food, and now it is just bar food, parenthetical, wings and burgers. What a shame. Won't be going back. Two stars. I get the feeling, like, <laughs> they don't say... I'm willing to bet that like, he pronounces it Caribbean. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, like Caribbean. does not know how to pronounce Caribbean yeah. or Caribbean or like it's just Caribbean. Do you think that he literally just looked at the the bolded letters on the menu and like burgers, wings? This isn't Caribbean, but like he didn't even look at like what like jerk chicken right. wings yep. or uh, you know. I bet that he's like a dude who's like in his mid to late forties. Uh huh. And has at least one T-shirt that has the Jamaican flag uh -huh. on it. Oh, totally. yeah. And has worn one of those, you know, like those woven caps. Oh, that yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. One of those. Like he With has, the dreads attached to the no, woven no, cap. No, 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 no. He's, he's not <laughs> He's classy. That, he's, he's too classy for yeah. that. But he has danced arrhythmically. Oh, yeah to, let's say, a Jimmy Cliff concert. Let's just yeah. say he's been around yeah. that long. He's a guy that will, like, go on a cruise to the Caribbean but not actually leave the boat. <laughs> like, he's, like, it's too uncomfortable. He listens to a lot of reggae, does not know any black people. No. Right. I feel like him it's and totally Bill, the, uh, the one star buddy that I read about, I feel like they would go on some sort of, like, a blind date because of their shared hatred for the place, but then they would get into a terrible fight because oh, they yeah. really just can't mesh with each other. But they both have that like innate dickishness to them. They can both bond over how disappointed they were. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they're they're the sort of people who go to any restaurant and I feel like Bill's review, like he is the sort of person who like he's the reason we have those uh like any recipe you're trying to find online has like a like a 20 paragraph essay <laughs> yeah. before you get to like figuring out like I just want to know how to make blueberry muffins, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, probably both these dudes have totally returned since these reviews. They could be sitting in here right now. Oh my God! Is that Bill and because Clark? Because when you when you make like dickish things like that. <laughs> no, no, no. We have people like that who at work who will like leave like just nasty reviews, and it's like I'm done with this place. And then the like we know who they are exactly because the people who like complain are obviously the people who are just like assholes when they're in your business yeah. anyway. And so what happens is they come back, and my boss won't let me reference the reviews because there was a guy and I really like he came in and I just want to be like I thought you said you were never stepping from this place again well it's great to see you sir also both of these gentlemen definitely go to restaurants like jazz and are like now this is Creole <laughs> you know yeah. oh I'm really into New Orleans yeah I love Nolans <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. alright so to sum it up Lucia 
Beer Garden and Grill on Massachusetts Street here in Lawrence, right across from the Varsity Urban Outfitters, which looks beautiful tonight. When are they taking the Christmas lights down? Do they leave those up through March, right? No, I thought they took them down, like, I thought they already should have been down by now. No, they're usually, they usually come down, like, right after Valentine's Day. Uh, I, think they've, I think they've started leaving them up because, lighting. yeah, because, yeah. like, people yeah. go out and pretty, take pictures yeah. and they look yeah. very pretty on Valentine's Day. Man, so, like, everyone two more has days. their boobs out tonight. Uh, I've yeah, seen is there a rave going on there next is, door? There absolutely needs to be. I think no, at, at the Granada, what's going on it at the has Granada been, tonight? Everyone looks like they are You're on mad shrooms. Of, uh, mad yeah, shrooms. Yeah. Lots of lots of breasts. I mean, just everywhere. I'm just jealous. Which it is. It is slightly warmer, but it's also it's like 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah. If you're in town in Lawrence and you are going to a rave and you want to get some Caribbean food, come to Lucia. Ask for their tacos. They got three great tacos here. If you're having a hankering for some tacos, stop on in Lucia. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. Hey there, everybody. It's your old pal Bigfoot here. Or Sasquatch, if you prefer. You know, one question folks are always asking me is, Bigfoot, what's your favorite podcast? Well, besides Taco of the Town, <laughs> I love me some tacos. My favorite podcast has got to be the Bigfoot Collectors Club, hosted by Michael McMillan and Bryce Johnson. Every week, those funny fellas share stories of high strangeness and interview celebrity guests about their personal paranormal history. It's a real hoot. They talk about UFOs, ghosts, weird and wonderful encounters, and crypto creatures like yours truly. They even have a hotline where you can share your paranormal encounters and they might just play it on the show. 310-597-4803. If you're like me and you like yourself some strange and weird and wonderful stories filled with the unexplained, Bigfoot Collectors Club is your podcast. Take it from me, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Just don't call me skunk ape. My mom hates it when people call me that. Bigfoot Collectors Club, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. All right, so we've reached the time on the show called Taco Topics. This is where I get your innermost taco feelings. Nick, this is your first time doing Taco Topics. I want to know how you feel. Bear your taco soul to everyone. Are you ready? I'm ready. And Caitlin, feel free to chime in. I, want, right. I still want to know... Your thoughts, of course, on everything taco-wise. Question number one: What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Cilantro. And none of these tonight had cilantro. Did no, they? I think one. I think one did. The, one did. The veggie? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you are definitely pro cilantro. I'm pro cilantro. Caitlin, are you pro or no cilantro? I am no cilantro. I'm no cilantro. I appreciate cilantro, and I won't necessarily remove it if it already came on the taco. Um, but I don't. I've had a lot of tacos that are just riddled with it. Mm. And it's a little too much for me. Are you a soap truther? Yeah. I'm sorry. I sure am. Uh, <laughs> but that's great that you don't make a big deal out of it. No. And I think I, I think I search for a co cohesiveness yeah. in a taco. Like, I enjoy trying a lot of different versions of tacos, but they need to make sense together. So overall, do you prefer hard shell or soft shell? What's your favorite go-to? Oh, soft shell corn tortillas all the way. Hot or mild salsa? Sweet salsa <laughs> is my answer. <laughs> I like Spicy, but not like hot. Like I don't like the where it's just like spicy, where it's but just, not hot. No, no. What I mean is like where it's not like they're not just dumping like a bunch of like capsicum in it to mm. just like make it like because I feel like when people say like I like hot salsa, it just means like I like burning. No, I like I want a hot salsa that actually tastes like something. Yes, yes, I get like, that. I don't like like nuclear wings from sure. someplace where it's just like pain on meat. Yeah. 
pain on meat. <laughs> Woo, you are all over the place with these. <laughs> if you're not eating tacos, what's the one thing you're eating? Tamales. Mmm, delicious. Caitlin, uh, uh, I have no idea what my answer was last time, but I'm sure it's changed because it usually does. I have just gone way back in time, and I'm just real into Sloppy Joes again. <laughs> my brother I and my, my sister has started making homemade Sloppy yeah, Joes. Yeah, well, the, you can't do any. I never had Sloppy Joes in the cafeteria in high school. It's all about... You gotta get your, your shitty manwich. You gotta get, um, I prefer smoked provolone or gouda and your onion buns. Oh my goodness. And you just gotta get it, you just gotta do it. My sister's like making her own sloppy joe sauce. Like, that's that's what, which is, I'm just I've like. I had homemade sloppy joe insane. sauce and it was absolutely delicious. Uh, although, like, we grew up, it was not manwich, it was not so sloppy joe, mm, which is evidently not very so hard. so sloppy joe. <laughs> it's so hard to find. Like, my, my brother and sister were legitimately talking about, like, ordering it like in a case and then just like like splitting it three ways between my parents and <laughs> the two of them because I don't do sloppy joe. What is jokes. this person battling a sloppy joe about? I don't know. Like I feel like he's like trying to like challenge the smarts of the sloppy joe. Well, it's just like it's less messy. I know what it says, yeah, but like but the way it should be phrased instead of like not so sloppy joe, should be oh. like not so comma sloppy, sloppy joe. joe. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Not so sloppy joe. I'm sure it's it also like is dangerously close to Nazi Sloppy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> not so not good. No, no. <laughs> All right. In your opinion, do you think Kansas City and Lawrence are good taco towns? Oh yeah. I mean, we talked about how a lot of taco places are closing in Lawrence. Yeah. I think feel like Kansas City's having a taco renaissance. A lot mm -hmm. of taco places are opening. Yeah. I mean, Taco Zone alone is is makes and and places like Lucia. And La Australia, 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 Australia yeah. are are great taco places, but it, it's sad that a lot of these taco places are, are closing. I wouldn't say that it's like taco places closing. It's just sort of like Mexican restaurants Mexican in restaurants. general. And I feel like Lawrence did hit like a saturation point like five years ago Absolutely. where it's just like, like, I love Mexican food and everything, but I feel like everybody like, I think we talked about this like as we've gone along like I think everybody just like finds the place they like and that's where they go like because like you find a Mexican restaurant you like or like a pizza place or something like that like well actually it's not even like a pizza place because like you find like a burger place or a pizza place like different places do things better like like Papakino's does one kind of pizza Rudy's does another I do think Lawrence makes you kind of dig for good tacos, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I think as opposed to Kansas City, where you could probably be walking down any certain neighborhood and see a taco place and go, man, that looks pretty, pretty yeah. great. I feel like you do have to search for your tacos a little bit here. Do you think Pizza Shuttle would ever add tacos to their menu? I don't and know. Would that it be successful? I want a burger place to do it like Whataburger does. What do they do? If you go to Whataburger, <laughs> like they have tacos as well. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, like um, I, I want like a burger place where I can also get a taco. Like Jack in the Box? Right, yeah. Yeah. I've never done a fast food taco aside from a, a fast food restaurant that specifically is tacos. It spooks me. Like, I think they have tacos at like Burger King now or Wendy's or something. Like, they have a taco somewhere. They've had them at Burger King in the past. They've come and, and gone at Burger yeah. King, yeah. Oh, no, but Whataburger tacos are pretty legit, honestly. Right. It's kind of like the time Hardee's tried to sell fried chicken, which oh, was yeah. actually good. <laughs> yeah. Arby's doing those market fresh sandwiches was a pretty yeah. solid idea. Those Arby's guys are great. 
They're just man. I'll well, tell you what. <laughs> I love Arby's more than anything in the world, but I just don't go anymore because there is never an in-between. You go to Arby's and it's great, or you go to Arby's and you're sick for two days. Oh, it yeah. literally is. And I think it's literally about the cleanliness of the food preparation. But there is specifically the Arby's here on 23rd Street. Yeah. It will kill you. Yeah, it will no. literally kill you. It doesn't matter what you get on the menu. I've made... It's right by the Salvation Army yeah. and some other places I go. And I literally... It's like rolling dice yeah. every time. <laughs> And it's either you're you're great and we're like, God, that was a great Arby's experience, or you're sick for two days. I feel the same way regarding, well, up until a point, the Burger King on 6th Street, it was really great. And then they had a grease fire in the kitchen and it was closed for like two years. And then it reopened and it was really amazing for like two months. And then it got so bad that I went in and they had fired every single yeah. person who worked there. <laughs> like it was it was a nightmare. Like I went in there one time and I I sat in the drive-thru for 10 minutes. They handed me my food. It was lukewarm. They had forgotten something. Man, you and sound I, like Bill. Yeah. No, but I let him know. No, no, no. I, like I'm not complaining about it because Wait like, a what, minute. No, 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 no. Are you Bill? No, what happens at the end of this is great because like I, I tell the guy, I was like, hey, I think you forgot something. And he just like takes the bag and he's just like, God damn it. And just like slams the door shut. And literally I see him like stalking back to the back to the guy who's the fry yeah. cook just like with his hand up and like his mouth is open and then he rounds the corner and I can't hear anything and I really really want to know and they never found that, that cook again I want to know what that conversation was that they had yeah Nick what are some other good taco towns that you visited are there any famous taco town that had really great tacos that you remember I have found that northern <laughs> Illinois has surprisingly good tacos like Belvedere Illinois surprisingly the, some of the best tacos I've had were in Chicago we, I was gonna a, say it too Pilsen I, has the best Pilsen's like the Mexican yeah. uh, little corner but there's like a place that had literally it was the same restaurant there were three locations on the same block. There were two next door to each other and one was across the street. And like we walked by and we we're like, did we just walk past that place? Is that, <laughs> wait, is that across the street? And then we like looked in the door and the place has like 20 people eating there at like two o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah. And we're like, well, if there's that many people like eating here at like a serious off hour, yeah. like, yeah, let's get tacos. And they were great. I, I am such a sucker for Torchies tacos in Texas. Mm, God, no. I love Torchies. You hate to, you can't, you know? I had Torchies like he when they had to give it. almost about to vomit. He I just drank. No, like, yeah, he really did. I had Torchies like when they were giving it away for <laughs> free. Lord. Like to get people to like, when they were just like a stand on 6th Street. Uh-huh. Not impressed. Like I don't understand how they become like this huge thing. Nick Spacek is not impressed with Torchy's tacos. I know, and I think I'm the only person who You're, is just like, eh. Give a real bill I need to I go, for free and I was kind of disappointed. No. There is a Torchy's in Tulsa. I, I might have to go. drive to Tulsa. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? I got food poisoning from tacos once. How long till you went back? I didn't have tacos for like a year. Dang. It was rough. That'll do it. Yeah, it was at a Taco John's. I didn't eat Taco John's specifically for like five years. <laughs> Probably the only time I've ever had actually turned down tacos is after already eating like eight of them at on the border. <laughs> on the border. And 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 try and my buddy just like working real hard to convince me just to grab two two more just to fuck with them and I couldn't do it. But I mean, I yeah, I don't think I could ever turn down tacos without previously eating tacos because always got room. Yeah, always got room. Even you if just, you, what you just have one, like your buddy, yeah. like your buddy, you always got room in well, your jacket. Well, that's why they make exactly. You always that's got why they make taquitos. 
mm. because they're small tacos. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right, and this is the speed round. This is just yay or nay questions. These are taco types. Here we go. Taco pizza. Yay. Nay. Taco salad. Yay. Nay. Taquitos. Yay. Taco burgers. Nay. Nay. Taco dogs. Nay. Nay. Miniature tiny tacos. Yay. Nay. You don't like tiny tacos? <laughs> They're like uh, little tiny baby tacos. No, okay. no. Bullshit. Taco tacos. Yeah. Yay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast. Nay. Nay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg. Nay. Nay. Tacos served with french fries and nacho cheese. Nay. Nay. Okay. Nice. You guys were pretty, you were kind of in sync there for a while, and then... I also immediately regret the first one, which I believe was taco pizza. Is that right? Did you say yay? I said nay. Red Baron Mexican pizza is literally, I I ate one today. Okay. I love it. So (laughs) I regret that, but all the others I don't. All right, last question. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get some tacos? I'm I'm going to go with Sister Christian by Night Ranger. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a great choice. I don't know. I mean, Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins. It's a good one. Yeah. 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 All right. That's great. This is the time of the show called Taco to Me. Taco to me like lovers do. Do you have a taco related question you'd like to ask me? Yeah. Have you ever suffered an injury while eating tacos? All the time. <laughs> I always eat my tacos. What's your most severe? I was kind of worried about these crunchy shells yeah. tonight because if you eat too fast, you jam it up in your gum. Yeah, I mean, I had last year around this time, I had like a bad taco injury in my mouth because I had some of the shell got up in there and uh, it messed me up for a while. Oh, man. Yeah. Cut your gums up like you're eating Cap'n Crunch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gums, you know, that's why I'm more soft shell these days, just because I, I can't be trusted with some of these hard shells, you know. Do you have any, like, estimated amount of time before your synchronized swimming coach tells you it's okay to disclose the uh, taco place that did you harm? You know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, yeah. and I think it might, I think it's close. We're getting close. Okay. I'm, I'm almost ready. I okay. feel like I've built up enough time, and I, I just need to put it behind me. I feel like I'm letting it deter me from enjoying more tacos. Okay. By staying focused on it and giving it that much power. Yeah. I mean, I want to take the power away from that story and give it back to my tacos. I feel like these are lines that your therapist has fed you to (laughs) distract the folks that are genuinely interested in this. I will tell that story very soon, I hope. Can I do a small follow-up question? It's not really a follow-up question because it has nothing to do with it, but I was curious, what's the most exotic filling in a taco that you've ever eaten? Exotic? I don't get too exotic with the tacos. Mm -hmm. I've had lingua, but that's not exotic. I've heard a lot of people it probably is, but not for taco experts. Yeah, I mean, um, I keep it pretty simple. I'm always up for a a strange taco, so I just need to be... He's always up for a strange taco. (laughs) 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 So, you know, I'm just, I want people to suggest what I should have. You know, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Okay. Well, we've reached the end of the show. Nick, I was recently on your podcast, From and Inspired By. Yes. Can you tell a little bit of what your podcast is? It's a song about soundtracks and the people who make them. Additionally, we have episodes where we have folks such as yourself on for your favorite soundtrack, where people talk about their favorite movie soundtrack and their relationship with it. We've had film composers on. We've had Stan Bush. We've had... Lots of famous musicians. Famous musicians on the show. We've had some several authors on to talk about their books where they talk about movie soundtracks and things like that. It's a lot of fun and it gives me an excuse 
excuse to continually buy more and more records. So <laughs> I was going to ask you guys what your favorite soundtrack is. Nick, you probably got a million. So I listen to Repo Man a lot. Although honestly, like part of Dazed and Confused, not the Ted Nugent songs. <laughs> uh, and but I would say like honestly, what really gets what has gotten the most play like over the last year or so is probably the Baby Driver soundtrack because it's just like a really great mix album. I love that they have that Young MC song on I there. know. That was I, one of my favorite songs as a kid. I just bought that. Like, I just got their record on LP, and it's just, like, it's so good, and it covers, like, everything. Mm -hmm. That's a real personal favorite. I would say, like, going all the way back, though, like... You're a big Batman Forever, right? I am a huge Batman Forever fan. I hold that up to be the most 90s soundtrack <laughs> of all time. We did a poll over the summer about movie soundtracks and what is the best soundtrack in the 90s. It ended up being Pulp Fiction, which I'm just glad it wasn't The Crow. Yeah, was that the final two? Yeah, I think oh that was the God. final two. Um, What's on The Crow besides Stone Temple Pilots? Like a bunch of weird covers. Yeah, Batman Forever, most 90s soundtrack ever. I don't know if it counts and you would be the person to ask about this. Did like the soundtrack of like a rock opera still count as a soundtrack? It depends. Uh, it depends. Like, is it if it was like a movie rock opera? That's like one of those things because like some of them were like plays first. I would say Anna and the Apocalypse counts uh -huh. as a soundtrack uh -huh. because that was made as a movie. Uh -huh. But I would say like something like Hedwig and the Angry Inch is iffy because it so was. So I think a mine play. counts because okay. my favorite of all time is Phantom of the Paradise. That would count. That would count. That would count. Awesome. That's great. Paul uh, Williams. Paul Williams. Worship. Who Worship also did Paul all Williams. of the music for Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yep. All-time favorite. And wrote Rainbow Connection, which is arguably one of the best songs ever written. It will make me cry. Yeah. Those Emmett Otter songs are bangers. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, River Bottom Nightmare Band? Oh, my gosh. Oh, like, that's like <laughs> the best <laughs> 70s rock song that never got Why airplay. don't they play that on TV at Christmas time? Why don't they play Emmett Otter anymore? They, they, they it was, used to be on HBO every year. They showed it in the theaters this year, and I couldn't go, oh. and it was back to... It it was a double bill with the Fraggle Rock Christmas episode. Whoa. Wow. But the anecdote I was going to tell you is that my friend, and ironically, the, my podcasting partner, Chris, he uh, was very, very adamant that I watch this film that stars John Hawks, which is one of my favorite actors. And it was called Too Late. And it's these, a bunch of little vignettes about a private detective. And it's actually a phenomenal film. It's very, very good and very intense. It's filmed like a Quentin Tarantino movie. But as we were watching it, there's this really intense part. People are killing each other and it's crazy and I'm singing in it it turns out that one of the songs I did with Hospital Ships was on the soundtrack of that film <laughs> awesome. and I had no idea and that's why he wanted me to watch it that's because he cool. wanted to be like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm just like watching John Hawks be a badass to my music that's awesome it was very cool that's great yeah and what's it called again Too Late it's it a really great film no it came oh. out in a well 2015 not oh, too cool. long ago but it is phenomenal <laughs> it's a really good movie and uh, yeah, what a weird experience. So, Caitlin, your show is coming back. Your podcast, it Creep is. Quest, is coming back yes. this summer. Yes. And also your band. Are you performing anywhere in the next month or so? Yeah, I'm performing a lot of places, actually. Uh, my, I, I basically have two projects currently. Uh, La Guerre, which is like my solo project, but I play with bands sometimes. We have a couple shows coming up. Notably, March 29th, we're going to be at the Record Bar in Kansas City with Why God Why and Paula Zolo. And it's going to be during this 3D light show. Laser light? 
or three. I think it's I think it's like a like three D projection and partially laser light nice. show. Cool. So that's very exciting. Also, my cover band we are doing a Queen tribute show on February twenty second at the Granada, um, cool. where we will be performing a bunch of Queen songs. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for being on the show and thanks for talking tacos with me. I appreciate you being here and, and enjoying this feast. Yeah, it's delicious it's as great. always. Yeah. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Thanks to the band Sun Eaters who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And thanks to Lucia for having us out tonight. And until next time, go, go eat, eat some, some tacos! tacos. Taco the Town, Taco the Town.